The following program is created for informational purposes only and does not constitute as medical advice. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the host. If you think you may have a medical emergency, consult your doctor. This is where the healing begins. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic, where it's not only about neck and back pain, but a place for whole body wellness. Listen this hour as Dr. Leanne is here to share her wellness education to help you live a maximized life. For more information, visit GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. Here's Dr. Leanne. Good morning. Thanks for joining. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter with Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today, we are talking about mitochondria. (laughs) (laughs) Man, now that I say it out loud, sounds like it might not be as interesting to you guys, but I promise you it is. Mitochondria and mitochondrial health is so important, but it And what it talks about is cellular energy. Everyone wants more energy. Sometimes it's with coffee. Sometimes it's with vitamins. But really when we talk about cellular energy, I want to talk first and foremost about what is your mitochondria? What are some medications that might inhibit your cells from producing energy? But then we're going to talk about mitochondrial health, ways to improve cellular energy just to feel better. I um, I was thinking about this more recently. I did some functional medicine testing, my very first one, and it said I was deficient in a lot of this mitochondrial health, which I didn't really think was a big deal at the time I had taken it. It was, um, I was probably, I don't remember how old. Anyways, also you'd figure out how old I am now too. And so I don't want to do that. Um, But it was just one that I was doing high intensity interval training. I was eating really well. I was adjusting a lot. I didn't have any doctor help in the office. It was just me. And I just thought that my muscles being achy all the time was normal, right? Like it makes sense. I walk a lot. I adjust a lot of people. And if you've ever watched an adjustment, it's very physical on the doctor. And, um, with working out and just doing that, I just thought, you know, this is, this is normal. I'm meant to be achy and sore all the time. And so when I started to address some of the deficiencies that I had, I was very, very surprised. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is what normal people feel like. This is what people feel like when they feel good. Like the amount of, so being achy and sore wasn't normal for me. And it was very, very eye-opening to just the benefit that I felt in my own health. And so we're going to talk today about ways to improve cellular energy. Though, before we dive down deep into that, I have some news. Dr. Leanne's Health News. Some studies suggest that too much sugar can literally mess with the brain. Health News now, one of the world's most commonly prescribed medications. Today, the average American consumes 22 teaspoons of sugar a day. Protesters say they just should not be forced to get this shot, not by the government. (laughs) 
For today's health in the news, sleeping with the light pollution linked to diabetes, study says. So sleeping in a room exposed to outdoor artificial light at night might increase the risk of developing diabetes, according to a new study of nearly 100,000 adults. People who lived in areas with high light pollution at night were about 28% more likely to develop diabetes than someone who lived in the least polluted areas, according to a study uh, published in Journal of Diabetology. <laughs> it's, a real, it's really what the journal's named. Ultimately, they said, more than 9 million cases of diabetes in Chinese adults aged 18 or, and older may be due to outdoor light pollution at night. Adding there's a number, uh, the number is likely to increase as more people move to cities. However, a lack of darkness affects more than urban areas. Urban light pollution is so widespread that can it affect suburbs and forest parks that may be tens, even hundreds of miles from the light source. The study confirms prior research of the t potential detrimental effect of light at night on metabolic function and risk for diabetes. This comes from Dr. Phyllis Z, who's a director of the Center for Circadian and Sleep Medicine at Northwestern University. Um, so the health impact of light at night. Prior research has shown an association between artificial light at night and weight gain and obesity, disruption in metabolic function, insulin secretion, development of diabetes, and cardiovascular risk factors. A study published earlier this year by Dr. Phyllis Z and her team examined the role of light in, health, in sleep for healthy adults in their 20s. Sleeping for only one night with a dim light, such as a TV set with the sound off, raised the blood sugar and heart rate of the young people during the lab test experiment. An elevated heart rate at night has been shown in prior studies to be a risk factor for future heart disease and early death, while higher blood sugar levels are a sign of insulin resistance, uh, can ultimately lead to type 2 diabetes. They say healthy sleep is hugely important in preventing the development of diabetes. Studies have suggested that inconsistent sleep patterns have been linked to increase in type 2 diabetes. A new study used data from the 2010 China Non-Communicable Disease Surveillance Study, which asked representative samples of these populations about social demographics, life factors, medical and family histories, Blood samples were collected and compared with satellite imagery of the light levels in the area of which they lived. The analysis found chronic exposure to light pollution at night raised blood glucose levels and led to a higher risk of insulin resistance and diabetes. Uh, any direct light between diabetes and nighttime light pollution is still unclear. However, because living in an urban area itself has been a known contributor to diabetes, too, they say you have to take that into consideration, <laughs> which probably means because you live so close to so many restaurants, you eat out a lot, which is linked to your type 2 diabetes versus when you live out in the country, you can't call in some fast food. You got to make it yourself. Less likelihood. 
Anyways, they say ways to block the light. Strategies for reducing light levels at night include positioning your bed away from the windows and using light blocking uh, window shades. If low levels of light persist, try a sleeping mask to shelter your eyes. (laughs) Fun fact. Uh, We have a giant reindeer near our house that we put up. Uh, and it is very close to my bedroom window and I have noticed that I have not been sleeping as well. And so I had to get one of those like eye cover things. My kids think they're the funniest things. It's hard for me to find cause it's often missing cause they use it as a toy, but it has one that has made quite a bit of difference for me just to have complete darkness. They also say, be aware of the type of light you have in your bedroom and ban any lights in the blue spectrum such as those emitted by electronic devices, television, smartphone, tablets, and laptops. Blue light is the most stimulating type of light, which is also why when people say that they, this is me talking now, when people say, gosh, I have problems sleeping, I'm like, cut out TV and your phone one to two hours before you go to bed, at least one hour. And most people are like, well, I can't do that. I'm like, well, then you're not going to be able to sleep. You don't realize you have your TV on, you're on your computer, you're on your cell phone, you're on your tablet. You turn off the TV, but you read on your iPhone or your computer or your tablet. Those levels of blue light are stimulating. Your body says, oh, goodness, well, I don't need to stimulate melatonin. It's still the middle of the day. So if you have to have a light on for safety reasons, change the color. You want to choose lights that have more of a reddish or brownish tone. And if a night light is needed, keep it dim at floor level. Um, Avoid sleeping with the television on. If you tend to fall asleep with it on, put it on a timer. So they say dim ambient lights in the evening, at least two to three hours before bed. And if you absolutely have to use a computer, other light emitting screens, change the screen light wavelength so that it's um, to longer ones of orange and amber. You can do this. Let me tell you how. And this is only if you have an iPhone because I only know how iPhones work. I unfortunately don't know how any other phone works. (laughs) Now, if you have an iPhone, you're going to go to settings, which looks like that cog wheel, the gray cog wheel. You are going to scroll down to displays and brightness. And you're going to go to night shift. And you are going to turn that night shift on. You can do less warm. You can do more warm. So I do more, the most warm you can. And you'll notice that the color on your screen is almost like a brown color. It doesn't emit that blue light anymore. I have mine scheduled from 7 p.m. to 8 a.m. And then it goes back to the horrible blue light for your eyes during the day. And my body's like, oh, I'm nice and awake. Um, You could put it on for all day. I just think it's kind of hard sometimes to read with more of the the dark light, but I always know when it's 7 p.m. because the colors change on my phone. So it's just an aspect that you can actually go in and change it. It's really simple. I assume that displays and brightness is similar for Android or other phones, but go in and change it. It's important for your overall health. Mitochondrial dysfunction, ATP, aging and disease. I'll tell you what all of those mean next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. This is Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne of Greenwood Family Chiropractic. Here's Dr. Leanne. 
Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic, 317-893-2853, 317-893-2853. Check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about mitochondria. <laughs> now, as I was going through and uh, trying to find ways to <laughs> most easily explain uh, biology from when you were a freshman in high school, <laughs> from when you were a freshman in high school, I also stumbled upon the uh, picture of the structure of the mitochondria, which reminds you of high school, but they've filled in the blank spaces so you don't have to be like DNA matrix ribosome intermembrane space <laughs> like oh man the things in school that I was like I will never use this and you know decades later talking about it on the radio trying to make it interesting for people but it is interesting and here is why because when you are struggling with this and when I talk about this I'm talking about mitochondrial dysfunction it is often one that is really hard for people, right? Like you experience these symptoms, but then it's very, very hard to, um, it's hard to pinpoint it. It's hard to address it. So symptoms of mitochondrial problems, let's talk about that before we talk about what is mitochondria. Because then you're going to listen a little bit more. Because right now you say, I don't have a problem with my, my mitochondria. And the reason why you don't think you have a problem with your mitochondria is because you don't know what mitochondria is. So I guess we're going to talk first and foremost about symptoms of mitochondrial problems. Fatigue, loss of motor control, coordination or balance, trouble talking, trouble walking, uh, digestive problems, muscle aches, pains and weaknesses, cardiovascular problems, heart disease, kidney disease, neurological problems, trouble eating, uh, stalled growth, respiratory problems, migraine, loss of vision, visual impairment, uh, one that if you notice that your vision continues to keep getting worse, uh, hormonal disorders, high susceptibility to infections and illness, right? So if you fall any, under any of those, your problem could be mitochondrial based. So if you say, gosh, some of those sound like they might be me, then those are definitely one at this point that uh, you want to listen for sure. Uh, fibromyalgia is another one, the musculoskeletal disease. I feel like that is one we don't often talk about. So when we talk about what is mitochondria so back to that picture that looks like uh, freshman bio 101. So your, your mitochondria is, um, are small. They're often not visible on microscope. But they are referred to as the powerhouse of the cell. 
again, remember, A, B, C, D. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. So they help turn the energy we take from food into energy that the cell can use. But there's obviously more to mitochondria than just energy production. So present in nearly all of the human cells, mitochondria are vital to our survival. They generate the majority of our ATP, which is adenosine triphosphate. And that's the energy currency of the cell. So the mitochondria produces ATP. ATP is what gives cells energy. There's also other tasks that the mitochondria are involved in, signaling between cells, apoptosis, which is scheduled cell death. Um, So they're involved in other things. What we're going to focus a little bit more on today is the energy aspect of it. Um, ATP. So think about this. How I I explain it is that we are big, giant globs of cells. Now, that being said, fearfully and wonderfully made, but... We're giant globs of cells and every cell is different and every cell serves a purpose. So for example, I remember back in histology and chiropractic school that we would have to look at slides and we would look at a cardiac cell versus a retinal cell versus a renal cell versus an epithelial cell um, versus an ovarian, right? Like all of the different cells and we would have to know which one of them uh, were because I, I use that a lot in practice now, but here we are. So knowing those different cells, each one of those cells in order to serve its purpose, because each one of those cells has a different purpose. Again, cardiac, eyes, hair, skin, nails, kidneys, bladder, col- like all of those cells have a purpose. In order to serve that purpose, it needs energy. That energy comes in the form of ATP, right? So our body has to be able to break down our food and say, here's how we give energy to the cells. So how, how do mitochondria make energy? So if you remember back to the Krebs cycle, also known as the citric acid cycle, in order for mitochondria to make energy for the cell, they transfer electrons from NADH to the electron transport chain and eventually molecular oxygen while pumping protons from the mitochondria matrix across the inner mitochondria membrane into the intermembrane space, right? So do you remember all of this? ADP, ATP, like that's what energy is. By the way, this is really interesting when we talk about mitochondria and the energy of the cells that it has become very, very popular now. And very interestingly at that, that NAD in terms of IVs, So it is a very popular for individuals to have an IV drip of NAD. And people just say that they feel absolutely wonderful afterwards. And most of that has to do with the fact that it helps with mitochondrial energy. Um, But here's, here's where we talk about it more than just energy. It has a couple different functions as well. So it affects muscle function by regulating calcium balance Mitochondria helps regulate and signal immune responses. It helps hormone production, specifically steroids, and um, creation of heme, which is needed to transport oxygen throughout the blood. So 
again, when we don't have this, we always feel like we're working on empty. We feel like we're running around. And so there are different aspects um, that can weaken it, right? So some aspects that might weaken or causes of mitochondrial dysfunction. Um, Obviously, nutritional deficiencies, toxins in your environment, and oxidative damage. Those are all vital. They need to be addressed first and foremost. When we talk about additional ones, smoking is one. And that includes vaping. I don't know where all of a sudden we thought that smoking wasn't, was so bad, but vaping so much better. And in reality, it's not. Alcohol intake, your processed food consumptions, which obviously a higher intake of processed foods would then lead to nutritional deficiencies. Low fruit and vegetable intakes, environmental toxin, mold exposure, and obesity. So this is one where there is testing that you can actually look at to see what am I deficient in, in terms of being specific for mitochondrial dysfunction. But there are some medications that can decrease your mitochondria and your cellular energy, and we'll talk about what they may be next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols. Being sung by choir. Cellular energy. Something we all desire, but don't even know we need. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. Or you can check us out online, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That's greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Today we are talking about mitochondria, mitochondrial dysfunction, and how when we start to improve that, how we can actually see an increase in our cellular health, cellular energy. We talked a little bit earlier about what mitochondria is. The powerhouse of the cell. You remember that? That's an ABCD question that you had to circle. But here's one that I don't know that we talk about enough or what are some of the medication that you could be taking that would have a direct effect on that. There are a couple. Uh, General anesthesia is... Uh, not uncommon for to kind of trigger antibiotics may inhibit mitochondrial function because from an evolutionary perspective, mitochondria are bacteria and with all drugs, they must be used with care. And I see that so often that any sneeze, sniffle, fever, we just throw an antibiotic at. 
Uh, tranquilizers, antidepressants, antipsychotics can cause that sort of cellular fatigue. Bisphosphonates. <laughs> what is a bisphosphonate? This is your osteoporosis drugs. What I see most of in the clinic, one is the bisphosphonates, but number two is statins. What's a statin drug? A statin drug is a drug that you would be given that would um, decrease your cholesterol. So if you had high cholesterol, that is one of the known side effects. Dr. Jack Wolfson, who um, wrote the book, The Paleocardiologist, he is an MD. Interestingly enough, said years ago that if a medical doctor ever prescribed a patient a statin drug and didn't simultaneously prescribe them CoQ10, he thought it should be illegal. Because what happens, and if you or a loved one or someone you know is on a statin drug, right, Simvastatin or whatever it be, you will find that their main side effect is that they're, they feel weak and they ache. And here is why. Because statins deplete ATP. It is a known mechanism of action through statins. So this isn't new. It's not like it's came out in the last one, two, or even five years. This has been known. And that is why one of the main side effects is muscle weakness and muscle fatigue. Which makes sense because your muscles are calling on ATP. Like, hey, I've got to just do something as simple as walk up the stairs. I'll never forget the day my dad called me and he said, Leanne, I went off my statins. And I was like, okay, what happened? And he said he lived in an apartment above a uh, like a storefront. The amount of stairs he had was 20. And he said he had to stop two times on the way up. But here's what I think. And you can look at Weston A. Price has a really great article with dozens, plural, dozens of research studies that link problems back to statins, not just mitochondrial dysfunctions, but dysfunctions of the cells overall. And here's where it's really interesting. You feel it, right? You feel it in your quadriceps or your biceps, your muscles feel weak and tired. What people fail to realize is that your heart's a muscle. So what you can feel is your legs. What you can't necessarily feel is your heart. And so that's one where heart failure is one of the main side effects of statin drugs. I also think too, what's really interesting from a mitochondrial standpoint is that it talks about how hormone imbalance and one of the things statin reduces cholesterol, cholesterol is your body's healing mechanism, but it's also a building block for things like testosterone. So not only are you taking away cholesterol, which is a building block for testosterone. On the flip side of things, you're also depleting your body's ability to produce mitochondrial, have mitochondrial energy to be able to produce hormones like steroids. <laughs> like, and we can't figure out we have all of these low T clinics popping up all over the place. So uh, talk to your doctor, we don't prescribe any medication to you, we don't take you off of it. Here we go. So what are some ways that you can improve your cellular health, right? No one ever said, I want less cellular energy. Number one, I will tell you from more of a standpoint than something functional is uh, it's important for you to be tested. And yes, there actually is 
a test that you can say, like, what does my cellular energy look like? And part of that's done through the organic acid test. We do one through Genova. It's called metabolomics. It allows us to see more specifically biomarkers that can assess where you're at. It looks at vitamin and mineral insufficiencies or deficiencies. It looks at amino acid deficiencies. It looks at um, mitochondrial health. So it literally allows us to see how are you breaking down fats? How are you breaking down carbohydrates? How are you breaking down proteins? Are you actually moving any of those into the cells? So you might be not breaking down fats well, and you need something like L-carnitine to an amino acid to help shuttle that fat into the cell. Or, you know, we're looking at a deficiency in lipoic acid or CoQ10, the best functional markers for a B vitamin B-complex deficiency. It looks for specific dysbiosis for bacteria yeast overgrowth in the intestine. So it looks at gut health. It looks at methylation status. So if you're someone who has MTHFR, this is when you can actually see how well are you methylating. Neurotransmitter metabolites that um, to help access central nervous system function. So it's a simple urine and blood spot. So it's a prick of the finger. It's a urine catch. But it just allows us to see more specifically, and this is where I tell people to get started. People come into our office at Greenwood Family Chiropractic all the time, and they'll say, I'm on 40 different supplements. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And they're like, what do I need? I think that's a very good question. You know what I would like to see? What your body needs. All the doctors will tell you all of the things. When we do more functional medicine testing, though it might seem like it's more dollars on the front end of things, right? Because you have to pay for testing. We have highly discounted testing. But the flip side, the flip side of that is that you're not spending a bunch of money on needless supplements, right? So test, don't guess. So now let's give some action steps on what we can do to help increase our mitochondrial function, our cellular energy. Number one is fasting. Some people call it calorie restriction, um, though that being said, there is a lot of research about fasting diets where intermittent fasting is one of the most successful approaches to enhance longevity. This success can be contributed maybe partially to an increase in mitochondrial bioenergetic efficiency. So basically what that means is that through these times of fasting, it acts as a signal that triggers the number of adaptogens in the mitochondria. So it supports mitochondrial quality control mechanisms that is responsible for, for preventing or repairing damage to the cells. It helps regulate the production of oxidative stress. It helps promote the renewal of the mitochondrial network through the elimination of damaged mitochondria, autophagy, autophagy, and the production of new mitochondria. Biogenesis, right? Genesis is production. Bio is of the cell. New production of the cell. So if you haven't looked into intermittent fasting, there are tons of health benefits beyond just weight and blood sugar balance. Another is sunlight. So without forgetting the excessive unprotected sun bath, right? Like 
listen, don't go out for the first time in the middle of July uh, at noon with no sunscreen when you've lived in the Antarctica for the last 10 years, right? Like be responsible. Though that being said, for our kids, once we get outside, we'll go play outside in nicer spring days and I'll be like, gosh, that sun feels really warm. And I'm like, everyone take your shirts off. And then somehow everyone ends up taking their pants off. So if you ever see three little half-naked kids running around my yard, it's because I'm trying to increase their sunlight. (laughs) Turns out that vitamin D is necessary for mitochondrial activity. And that vitamin D supplementation and vitamin D deficient adults improves mitochondrial oxidative capacity in muscles. I think about my uncle. He had sent me lab work and I had looked and his numbers were really low and after he had taken them several weeks later, he said, I just can't believe how much better I feel. And I don't wonder even from his regard, if it was more of a mitochondrial uh, functioning aspect, cellular energy that he was experiencing. Furthermore, animal studies have shown that vitamin D promotes mitochondrial biogenesis and increases the capacity of mitochondria in muscle and brown fats. It says, hey, let's get to working. Now, there are other light therapies that we can touch base on if you live in Indiana and won't see the sun for a while, and we'll talk about what those could be next. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. We're online with life-changing results and success stories at GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. You're listening to Maximize Your Life with Dr. Leanne. Hear full shows on the podcast link at freedom95.us. Here's Dr. Leanne. At least I'm gonna say that I try. What's the sense of hurting my I really can't stay. And it's cold outside. Welcome back. You're listening to Maximize Your Life. I'm Dr. Leanne Schluter, Greenwood Family Chiropractic. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853, greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com. That is greenwoodfamilychiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Now, we live in a state, Indiana, or maybe you don't. Maybe you get a lot of sunshine and vitamin D for mitochondrial function. Now, remember, if you're just tuning in, we are talking about mitochondrial function, dysfunction, the symptoms it may cause, but most importantly, how do we work on increasing our cellular energy? Um, And one of the ways, if it's one that you don't necessarily see sunlight, vitamin D is one that's very important. Supplementation can be very important too. Vitamin D3, make sure that there are no rancid oils. Goodness gracious, folks, I cannot tell you how many times people bring me in their supplements And one, the first thing I do is to ensure that they are third-party tested. Number two is ensuring that um, there's not any rancid oils in there. And it is so common for them to just have worst of the worst. You're like, you're doing a really good thing. Um, You did a really good thing by having the vitamin D, but then you have soybean oil and all these like highly inflammatory oils. Um, Now, that being said, next step red or near infrared light therapy 
where you get this, you can get like a little handheld. You can get ones that stem the full door, right? The little handheld ones are much more cheap than the ones that span the size of the whole door. But red and near infrared light can penetrate the skin and act on mitochondria through stimulation of a molecule called cytochrome C oxidase. This molecule is a part of the mitochondrial electron electron transport chain that produces ATP. So basically, uh, near or red light therapy improves cellular signaling and triggers cellular changes that lead to cellular benefits. I actually will share with you that I believe in this so much that you're like red light, near infrared, near and mid, that I, we just pulled it out. Um, I had gotten it about a week or two ago. And I set it up over this past week of red light therapy and I've sat in front of it and I, you know, and maybe it's one of those things where it's like really hard to say because I, I want it to um, do all the really great things it said it does. And there are a lot of scholarly research that talk about uh, red light therapy, but I, I will say I felt better. I mean, it could have been psychosomatic, right? Like all in my head, though, that being said, I don't even care. <laughs> I'll sit in front of it again. Another one, too, um, that I see what causes a lot of this is stress. You have to be able to manage stress. Stress can alter mitochondrial structure as well as function through stress hormones and other stress signalings that are sensed by the mitochondria. Chronic stress over time can cause more dysfunction, modify cellular and biological processes. So this is one where if that means you do yoga, if that means you do breathing techniques or meditation or, um, you know, all of the things, but it's one that you have to manage stress. And that, that is actually one that, again, I will throw myself under the bus this time. Uh, when I did my very first testing, more of the functional medicine testing. I made my husband do it because I really wanted to see. And I was like, oh, no, I do really great. Um, But it was like, hi, you're super stressed. And I was like, I thought I was managing that well. And my cells, my cells were like, no, no, you're not. You opened up a practice. Your husband is in active combat, deployed. Um, No, you're not doing well. You're not handling it well at all. And I was like, oh, well, that's very interesting. And so I, I had to I had to make modifications, like real true modifications about what I did in terms of managing stress. Another one that I think is awesome that we kind of talked about earlier is supporting NAD+. NAD+, is a molecule derived from vitamin B3. It's found in every cell in our body. Um, it decreases naturally as we age. So it contributes to part of the aging process. But protecting NAD, um, which can also be from the same things that support mitochondria. So the fasting, eating healthy, stop eating crap. Um, Though that being said, that is why I'm really stoked about IV vitamins. Uh, And lastly, there are some mitochondrial nutrients that you can do. CoQ10 is probably the first one. I will say, without a shadow of a doubt, if you are on a statin drug, you need to be on CoQ10 yesterday. I had a patient who had just the most awful neuropathy, which is a known side effect from statins. And he had been on a very high dose for a decade. You know, well, listen, we've tried to throw some CoQ10 in it. And it's like saying, hey, I'm going to put a feather in front of a train. (laughs) You know, like we're trying to do our best here. (laughs) 
uh, fun fact, I had a friend who had a stomach bug. She had eaten something bad and so I gave her some activated charcoal and she thought the activated charcoal made her throw up and I was like listen you're in the middle of food poisoning I was just trying to like negate it a little bit <laughs> uh, B vitamins make sure that they are methylated L-carnitine which helps move it in alpha lipoic acid CoQ10 um, our CoQ10 that we have in the office is also paired with alpha lipoic acid. So when someone says you need 200 milligrams of CoQ10, I would believe that though when you pair it with alpha lipoic acid, it actually helps with the absorption in the bioavailability of CoQ10. Those are ones we have on our shelf at all times. CoQ10, the more I learn about CoQ10, the more I feel as if it's just a missing aspect that so many people don't utilize. And I had seen personally so much benefit with using it. So it's just one of those aspects. Get most of them from food if you can. If you can't, you got you to gotta take them orally. And last but not least, exercise. Exercise requires a great deal of energy to power our muscles. That puts a burden on muscles, mitochondria, which signals that energetic demand to the rest of the cell. So muscle cells respond by producing more mitochondria, right? Sometimes you're like, if my cells are tired, I don't want to work more. And you're like, no, when you, when you exercise, it actually produces more mitochondria and more mitochondrial enzymes. It increases the respiratory capacity of the muscles and their ability to produce ATP from nutrients to power the muscle contraction. So it's, it's an aspect sometimes you're like, and I felt this way. Um, that I, you know, when I was feeling my tiredest and most achy, I didn't necessarily want to, but they actually looked at a study. I found that interval training resulted in 49% increase in mitochondrial capacity in younger adults and 69% improvement in older ones, which one sometimes as we age, we're like, Oh no, they're not working as good. Your body actually responds better to interval training, to working out in terms of stimulating that. So when you look at all the supplements, all the this and the that and the things and the sleep and the reducing stress, I have yet to see a study that talks about how, um, how important mitochondria is, but how exercise can do that. The, this particular um, study found it important since the aging process can decrease your body's ability to make mitochondria. So it seems that exercise can slow this process and better your mitochondrial function even later in life, which tends, I feel, to be true uh, because of the sheer fact that when you look at people who have stayed active their lives, they don't typically, quote, look their age, if you will. So kind of interesting. Anyways, take care of your body. Take care of your cells. Take care. So if you want to know more information, give us a call. 317-893-2853. 317-893-2853. GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com. That is GreenwoodFamilyChiropractic.com to schedule your initial exam and consultation. Thanks so much for tuning in. Look forward to next week, but always remember that your power is on.